You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Welcome to the Two Robbies podcast on NBCSports.com. I'm Robbie Musto, and I'm sat alongside my mate, Robbie Earl. We have to start, Robbie, with huge news, mm. surprising news, shocking news, I think, mm. that Brendan Rodgers has been fired from his position at Liverpool Football Club. What's your immediate thoughts? <laughs> Rob, we've been in this game a long time, whether we're playing or while we're sitting behind a microphone talking about it. And I have to say, I'm absolutely shocked at the news that it came out after the game at, at, at Goodison Park today. Brendan Rodgers, eight games, I'm talking, eight games into a season. And the Fenway group, we believe, have decided that it, it, it's time to make a change. Having given this, having backed this guy with the amount of money they've backed him, having given him a squad and the, the control of a football club to, to get things right, for Brendan Rodgers two, two years ago to go this close to winning the Premier League title and finishing second... And it seems like that doesn't count for an awful lot now. And I always think in football, Bob, these, these are natural time for things. And you often hear first 20 minutes in a game, we're fine. You know, a player coming back from injury has 60 minutes and we see how they are. I just felt there was a time for Brendan Rodgers in this job. And I, in my head, I'm thinking Christmas. He should be allowed to get to Christmas and let's take a view of half a season where we are. And when Neil Ashton, our news correspondent, broke the story yesterday and he sort of said, Brendan Rodgers hasn't got as much time as people think. I, I, I'm thinking to myself, well... That'll be months rather than weeks. It's not going to be that short. In fact, after what Neil said, it's been hours rather than weeks. It's been hours since that, that people were putting it out yesterday. Brendan Rodgers, an hour after they drew one at Goodison Park in the Merseyside Derby, gets the sack. I mean, sometimes you hear, we hear so much stuff from journalists, and it's been the same when we were playing and now, of course, studying the game. And a lot of it you just don't believe. Yeah. And this is another one that I thought, you know what? Surely he's going to be given time because Daniel Sturridge, his key player, is fit again. He's going to make everybody better. There was an instant uh, reaction we got his two goals against Aston Villa and the way that Ings combined. And you think, well, OK, now we're going to see this new-look Liverpool team. And for this to happen, it's just stunning. You stop me and disagree with me, Rob, if, if at any point you disagree with this. Brendan Rodgers is an excellent coach. Agree. Given the right players and good players at his football club, he showed that he can have a, a great run, a great team, and they nearly won the Premier League. Agreed. He is a, a very good man-manager. He's got a nice uh, arm around the shoulder. He, he, he gets on the players very, very well. Uh, and, and just... Uh, but I, he didn't win the title, Rob, when he should have. Well, and when yeah, his team had one game against it Chelsea... Expe- it wasn't expected. It, it, it wasn't, but he had, a, he had an opportunity to change the history for himself and his football club when he went into a game with Chelsea a couple of seasons ago. They were top of the league. He needed to make sure that day they didn't get beat. 
against a manager who he knows, who knows how to win silver, who knows how but, to go. But, but, and they were a little bit, for me, they were a little bit too aggressive. They tried to win a game and, and prove a point, and it cost them. And in the end, are I you think... thinking the owners are looking back at... Is no, that as a big no, negative part whether of Whether the owners are or not, I think, I think Brendan Rodgers will be lying in, in his bed on a number of nights and saying to himself... That night could have yeah. changed my history. He'll be looking at those Shankly gates and thinking, what could have been if I'd have nailed that, that title on, on that day? So let me tell you why I think he's got the sack. And I think it's all about transfers. And those list of attributes as a coach, mm. I wanted to, to get out there yeah. because I think it's important if, as him as a coach. Now, what you can't say he's been good at is, is finding players, is recruiting players, and is replacing those stu- superstars that were so good for the club, but they brought in so much money. We've got some, some data and fact here, Rob, as you know I like to go through. And, and since the money came in from, from Suarez, just a couple of summers ago, he spent $319 million on players. And I think wow. right now... You're still looking at Daniel Sturridge as being the best player, maybe along with Coutinho. A lot of them average Premier League players, Rob, who we've got questions about. We don't know they're blue-chip top-end players. Yeah, I mean, there's there's too many. Let me just run down a few that I think haven't worked out and, and, and might not work out ever. Lalana. I mean, I like Lalana, but it hasn't worked out. Markovic, Lovren, Balotelli, Moreno, question mark, Emre Chan question mark, Origi, the striker... No. <laughs> no. No. Ricky Lambert, no. Christian Benteke, question mark. Roberto Firmino, he's no. young and it's early, but no. no. Danny Ings, possibly. Gomez, yes. Nathaniel Klein, yes. I mean, there's a lot of players there, Rob. And and we look at this Liverpool Too team. Too many. And it does look mm. a little bit average, I want to say. Yeah, and, and does Brendan Rodgers know his best 11 when, when all those are fit? That's the thing I think that that's a, the worry for, for Brendan and the Liverpool. And it's the reason why I think they, they've decided to, to make the, the move. I think it's, Rob, because there's a two-week break coming up so they can find the guy, get the guy installed, and get him ready for the next game they play against Tottenham. We're both shocked, right, mm. because of the timing. Yeah. But let's move it forward. I think... It, it makes a lot more sense to me when you know that there's two brilliant, proven managers, yep. Jurgen Klopp and, and Carlo Ancelotti, that are ready and willing and able. That has to question, have a big part question, of this Question, Robbie Musto. Does Klopp, does Ancelotti make this group better or do they have to spend money again to go and bring in bigger, better quality players? Because... If, if, if you only bring in a guy in and he's not going to make him better, why are you making the change? Totally agree. Totally agree. And the answer is no. I don't think he can do anything with this group that Brendan Rodgers can't do to get them playing better so you and have a better chance of finishing in the top four. Jurgen uh, Klopp mm. can make them better. So I think, did I say Ancelotti? Ancelotti, I don't think, can, can. make them better. Mm. better. Jurgen Klopp You think really working on, on, on the training ground and, and working with systems can get this group of, of teams? So what's better? Fourth spot? Fifth, fifth, spot, I, sixth I, spot. Fifth, fifth spot would be good for them because I don't think this squad is good enough, Rob. And it goes back to the signings. But Jurgen Klopp, not just with the group, but how much excitement would he bring <laughs> around the football club? Yep. The, the We've played there. We've been there many yeah. times. He would really, really get this club going. Huge club, football club, huge personality, Jurgen Klopp. We'll see if that one comes together. We've got to move on to Arsenal. The 3-0 demolition. Of, yeah. le- of league leaders coming yeah. into the weekend, Manchester United. I mean, talking about shocks, Rob, how good were Arsenal our first 20 minutes? It blew Manchester United away. I mean, the speed of the football, the precision of the football, the, the technical ability was, was stunning. 
And, and the, the biggest takeaway for me was the way that they started because we've had a go at them. We've analysed it. We mm. broke down plays that they've started so casually, so sloppily and been caught out. This was fast. It was slick. It was direct. Ozil was, was right on his game. Sanchez was stunning. Walcott was very, very good. And, you know, Manchester United looked like they were playing a, a different sport almost because mm. it was so slow. that the, When they had the ball, it was just so different to, to Arsenal that, that were, were super quick. It, honestly, it looked like they had the weighted jackets on, didn't it? The, the movement was slower, they were laboured, and, yeah. and it, it was impressive. Now, the question with Arsenal, and, and I know it, it was asked to Arsenal Wenger, is why does this happen every now and then when Arsenal's back against the wall? Theo Walcott came out after the game and said, we're playing for the manager, which I liked. But it, it tells me that, listen, if it's anger, if he it, if, if it needs spiking, if, if it's commitment, if, it, if you, you're reacting to criticism, if that's what gets you going in the manner that it does for Arsenal, then somebody's got to do that every week. They can't, maybe... Who's that? they can't do it every week. Why they can't, can't do it every you? week? Because Why they haven't you? got the mental toughness, the leadership, the drive, the steel in that squad to do that every week. But, but the manager can, can... If the manager knows those are the buttons Why to should push, it change now? Why should he change now? Because he's got to win the title. Because the pre- that's been the same in the last three or four years. They just don't get any closer to, to but, doing but, a great performance. And then they'll probably go and get beat at Watford next in two weeks' time. But I, I got this sense this week that, that some of the more level, more conservative Arsenal fans were starting to get this feel of unrest. And so when that happens, I think that something has to change. I just believe that Arsene Wenger and Arsenal kind of took a big step forward today. Now they've got to make sure to push on and How many and times have we again. said that? How many times have we said it? How many times have we been like... And we've been embarrassed sometimes. In Arsenal, like, we trust They're, all, they're, all, they're awful. This is terrible. they got no backbone. They need this. They need a centre-back. They need a midfield player. And then they come next week and they make us look stupid because they get a great performance. But it's just the consistency. And that's why the questions are given to the players afterwards. Why can't you do this every week? Talking about managers and their relationship with players, we have to talk this week about Jose Mourinho... Yet again, he grabs the headlines after a Saturday performance where his team got beat 3-1 at home against Southampton. And Jose Mourinho came out, Robbie Musto, with a seven-mini rant. <laughs> rant that didn't stop, that told us that he's the best manager on the planet. Chelsea are never going to get anybody any better. He's not going to run away from the job. He shouldn't get sacked. And the FA, pundits like you, the media, his fans, and everybody else is to blame. And Chelsea are still going to go on and finish in the top four. I, I was stunned. I mean, again, I mean, what a, what a weekend it's been. But this was, it, it sounded like... Um... An insecure boss that's mm. under a crazy amount of pressure, which I don't think he is, unless there's something going on behind the scenes and in around the training ground where he feels that everybody is against him, that he feels he's got to come out and almost pitch himself that I'm the best man for the job. And, and from a situation where we're sort of going to talk about the way that they've been so poor on the field and why he can't motivate them, to now we're talking about, Wow. Is he, is he on the brink of losing his job? Is this a crisis at the football club? So that's what that statement did for me was like, is there more going yeah. on than, than just a, a really bad stretch of results? Well, when I look at this situation, and, and I'm really interested in your opinion, having, you know, we both played at different clubs in, in the Premier League, but the Nemanja Matic thing I didn't particularly like, that he, he came on as a, a half-time oh. substitute and then got taken off, which is an embarrassment, which is disrespectful, and which is humiliating to a professional. Now, we've all had relationships, Rob, with managers, and I've always played for managers and had a feel for them. But there's times when that trust in that bond goes, something isn't quite right. Now, I get a sense, and this is just my feeling, and I'd be interested in yours, 
that there's, there's some bonds have been broken in that Chelsea dressing room, some that may never be mended. And that's why I'm a little worried about the situation with Jose Mourinho, this group of players, and Chelsea being good enough and consistent enough to get back yeah. into the top four. It's amazing. It's amazing. He doesn't have injury problems. He's got a striker out suspended at the moment. But the level of performance uh, over a continued entire period of time now with a few weeks gone by he can't get it right he can't get it right and I understand that he hasn't been in this situation before the players are champion you know uh, 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 champion players and they haven't been but I just can't understand why they can't they don't look a lot better and it begs the question just what you were kind of saying have they stopped playing for him yeah. does it look to you that those Chelsea players yeah are, are, are working we- as hard to, to I mean isn't it just a matter, Rob? And we had bad times at yeah. our clubs, and we like, you know what? Let's roll our sleeves up. Everybody work their socks off. Mm. That's how results come. Chelsea aren't doing it. No, and, and you look around, it's like, let's bring JT back in. <laughs> well, because all conceded three goals. Ivanovic continues to have the nightmare that is Ivanovic uh, fullback. Edin Hazard hasn't turned up What's for the season that? yet. I haven't seen him. Nemanja Matic doesn't know whether he's coming or going. Sash Fabregas can't get into games, lets people run off him. I mean, going forward, they don't look a threat. Falcao's limping his way as a centre-forward in, in a team that's defending the title. Rob, there's so many little problems that seem to be escalating this football club. I'm not sure how this guy pulls it together. And he is a special one. And he has done some great things. And he's won a load of trophies. But how does he pull this group back together again to get them on track? Because at the moment, I drop this one and bring someone else in. I'll tell you how he does it. And we've been in these. He gets in the dressing room, (laughs) puts everybody in. He shuts the door. door. He locks the door. Mm. And go around every player. And we've both had this. What do you think, Robbie yeah. Musto? What do you think, uh, Nemanja Vatic? What do you think, you know, yeah. John Terry? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. Who's open at fault? Yeah. And open it up and have it all out. Everything's out there in the open. And you know what? When you come out of the door, everybody feels better. And there's a natural determination to put it right. Now, I don't know whether that's his style. I don't know whether that's going to happen. Sure. I remember but, a few of those at Wimbledon. We would call them the rock. We'd have an open up. There'd be one or two maybe Not with fists. I don't mean with fists. A little bit of fists, but any, it cleared the air. Listen, we've got this one more big story from yeah. the weekend. It was a huge weekend. Dick Advocate, the Sunderland manager, we, we got the news today that he was sacked. We leave of his duties. He's moved on. Some are saying he's, he's jumped off a well, sinking he ship. And he quit more than, well, than, than, than fired. He's left the football club. He left club. the football club. We got the sense that this was coming on the game on Saturday, uh, the weekend. They got the draw in the end, but a bit strange, Rob, that how this has all come about, the speed of it, the, 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 the way that yeah. Advocat kept from, the team off. Yeah, I mean, and he wanted new players in the summer. He was super frustrated towards the end of the window. He wasn't didn't get the players that he wanted, but then late some come in. He spent nearly $40 million, and he admitted the squad is better now. And yet, all of a sudden, a few weeks later, he's kind of on the edge, on the brink of leaving the club. And it, it's astonishing to me. And I wonder just if these, these two managers that have left the, the football club on this Sunday, you know, maybe the clubs have got other people mm. ready to go. Mm. I think we both think that Sam Allardyce is yeah. on the sideline. He's been at Newcastle United. He's a former player of Sunderland way back in the day. He would be perfect for what, them. What about your mate, Nigel Pearson? That could be a match made in having a crazy club and a crazy manager. <laughs> they could go together and he'd be talking yeah. about ostriches and grabbing his opposition <laughs> yeah. players and talking to his fans. I think Nigel would love it. I think he'd love it. He's, he, of course, he was a player with me at Middlesbrough. He knows the North East. He'd be absolutely fine. 
But you have to think if there's one person that can then, then get this club back on track with discipline and, and, and determination and, and getting the fans on side, I think it's Sam Allardyce. Well, that's it for another week, mate. Another crazy week in the Barclays Premier League when only the two managers lost their jobs after eight games in charge. But we'll be back with another Two Robbies podcast same time next weekend. And don't forget, you can catch Musty and I analysing, articulating and arguing on the Two Robbies radio show, 5pm Eastern, every Saturday on NBC Sports Radio. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.